Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Dare Burke, head of Canada for Swoop Funding. Swoop is an Irish-based company that works in multiple countries, providing companies with access to a platform that aggregates lending solutions to meet their needs from various commercial lenders. And with that, here's my interview with Dare. Dare, thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you having me on. Excellent. So before we get started, conflict of interest, disclosure, I do some work for Enterprise Ireland, and that's how we first met uh, when you asked <laughs> about coming into this market and was it with your time. And I got to explain the disaster that is Canada, but you were still bold enough to come into Canada. So I give you credit. We could use the help. So Dare Burke of Swoop, tell us about Swoop. Sure. Thanks, Jason. So Swoop is an online marketplace for small businesses who are looking to find funding for their business. So really what we're trying to achieve is giving business owners a tool they can use to very quickly find and compare funding products from right across the market. So we provide access to lending products, grants, and also equity financing products as well. So really, we try to uh, stay with businesses throughout their whole life cycle, whether they're getting a startup loan, whether they're looking to raise capital through a VC, or whether they're looking for a commercial mortgage. We really try to be a one-stop shop for finance for, for small businesses. Excellent. Now, before we get into the history, you know, for most people who listen who are not business owners, they don't understand the frustration of this. I mean, it's <laughs> like, well, why wouldn't you just go to a bank? You know, it's like getting a mortgage. No, it's not. People people feel to understand that the most experience they typically have with lending is a credit card, fine. We're not supposed to put money on that and, and a mortgage. And the reality is the mortgage has a house to secure it, your business. People don't look at the risks or companies don't look at the risk profile the same way. Also, there's many diverse needs for lending that exist within business. So this is a much more complex and convoluted area than most people think and do not appreciate that you know interest rates are a lot higher in this area than, than conventional lending for, for mortgages. And not only that, the, the covenants and the deals are far more bespoke. So, so talk to me about how, or before we get into that, talk about the origin. What was the genesis of, of Swoop? What was the need that you guys were looking to address when you created it? Yeah, just like you've alluded to, I mean, some of the points you touched on there were really at the core of why Kieran and Andre, who came together to find Swoop a couple of years ago, designed the platform. So access to capital for small and medium-sized businesses, not just here in Canada, but in right across the globe, is, is an enormous challenge. They're not just smaller versions of big businesses. They have an immense trouble from, from traditional banks getting, getting capital. Their balance sheets, their trading history all kind of act against them. That's compounded by the fact that a lot of small business owners don't have the time to you know, spend researching financial products that are out there and available to them. They might not be accountants or finance folks. They're just trying to run their business. Um, they've got all kinds of challenges when it comes to finding finance and finding the right finance as well. So what we often encounter is businesses using the wrong sort of products or being forced to you know, use a credit card to you know, buy a purchase, purchase a piece of equipment or, or, or all of these types of scenarios. So really, we're trying to you know, use, design a tech solution to help to address that funding gap and, and that, that knowledge gap and that financial literacy gap that exists for a lot of small business owners. I think over time, when we're developing the solution, what we realize as well is the role that advisors play in small businesses' uh, kind of everyday life. So very often when a, a, a big financing decision has to be made, the accountant, the lawyer, the wealth advisor, the broker, that's the individual that the small business owner is often turning to as a first point of contact. That might be on the back of a rejection by the bank as well. It's important to note. So what we noticed in the UK, even as early as 2019, which was kind of early after our launch, the percentage of business owners that actually sought financing after being told no by their bank was really low. So a lot of business owners were choosing to go without debt or choosing to go without funding after being rejected by their bank, which obviously closed them off from the, all the, market, the, the market of all the financial products that are out there and available to them. Um, and really kind of stifle their growth. Very often, um, these are strong businesses 
cash flow positive, EBITDA positive, you know, businesses that have around for a number of years, but are still falling in the trap of just not being big enough to be dealing with a commercial lending team at a bank or a corporate lending team or however they want to label themselves. So even here in Canada, you know, there's over a million companies that are turning over less than $10 million. And those are the businesses that can probably benefit from our platform the most. And, and I think an important point in, in, in the design as well is that this is a free-to-use service for businesses. So we're not charging, it's not a SaaS model. We don't charge fees for, for, for creating an account or, or, or checking out what options are available. Really, everything is designed with the small business owner in mind. And we've since designed products and solutions for advisors as well. So we have an advisor portal, we have a broker portal. Um, and so we're really trying to address the kind of financing gap from, from all angles. It's, you know, chuckling a little bit while you were talking there, because speaking to personal experience so much, you know, the entire, a lot of this is predicated by being rejected by the bank initially, you know, makes so much sense because again, the lending issues, you know, what people think lending is, is changed forever when they open a business and try to get a loan. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, per, speaking from personal experience, again, having a business that is services based, not a lot of assets to, to pledge a security. And despite the very rich cash flows and the very profitable business that I have, trying to even get a loan, any form of loan from uh, from a major bank is borderline impossible. I, I even called. I even had a friend at a bank send me send me up with their commercial lending department to to go over the deal I was looking to do, and they looked at it and said, "We'd approve this in a heartbeat." Like this, the the, the bankers are all great on this. And then you know what they said, and then and then they're like, and they they finished it and they're like, "But," and I'm like. But the deal is too small, or my some metric doesn't qualify me for commercial banking. They're like, yeah, they're like, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, you, you, would, you wouldn't believe the type of businesses that we see week in, we get registered on the platform here in Canada since we've launched, but 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 also in Ireland, in Australia, in the UK where we're operating, that are strong businesses turning over millions in, in many cases, yeah. low risk for, from most lenders' perspective, but just fit outside of the model for for kind of decision making for for a lot of the retail or sorry, the lot of traditional lenders and. I suppose there's some green shoots of hope popping up with, um, you know, digital lenders, fintech lenders, some non-bank lenders that are just using different models to make decisions. So I think a good example to look at is some of the e-commerce funders who don't really care so much what your balance sheet looks like. It's more about what's going on on Shopify or Square or Stripe. And yeah. these are these well, alternatives. So that's yeah. another form of collateralization, right? Because they know that you've sold X amount of dollars. They know it's going to take 30 days to hit your bank account. So, hey, not a problem. Like, we know the money's coming, right? right? So, but again, that's that's just a different form of security. It's it's the it's the challenge is that when it actually get to a level, you know, to get to, to get to the commercial banking level where they actually stop to truly understand how your business works and understand the risk, it's that that bar just keeps on going up and up and up. And so many businesses are being left behind. And you know, to the point that the further point was when, when they said they weren't going to be able to handle it. I'm like, I'm like, so you're going to send me down to small business banking? And they're like, unfortunately, I'm like, you know, that I'm not going to hit every <laughs> checkbox and I'm done. Right. And they're like, we're sorry, but we won't like, we could submit this, but they won't approve because it's below a threat, below X, whatever threshold. Yeah. I'm like, like these guys were basically just super apologetic. They were just like, we know what's going to happen to you. We know you won't get this. And yeah. we're sorry. But but if this was like, I'm not going to say add a zero to the deal because it wasn't that big of a difference. It wasn't that big of a delta. But like if you were here and here and here, this thing would be approved like within a week, right? I'm yeah. just, and, so and, and think about the volume of businesses that fall in that sort of annoying gap uh, where, where they're not getting traditional lending and then ch choose not to take a look at the wider market or or maybe aren't aware, don't have the time to explore that. And and and, and that's something that we see all the time. And it's it's uh, it's 
it's crazy. Yeah. And it's not something that they're going to, um, it's not something that they're going to be able to do. Uh, they're not going to change, right? Like there's not enough competition in this space. And at the end of the day, they, they keep on pushing more and more of the small business on the, the, the business lending and business services onto the small business groups, which it's a checklist system. You know, you hit these checklists or not. And, and you know, the laughable, yeah. the laughable options they give you in response. And I think I've told this story before, but this was one of the funniest ones that I've ever had happen where they're like, okay, so we can't lend money to you, but here's a solution. You're holding on to this many hundreds of thousands in your bank account, right? In anticipation of this deal. Yes. Okay. Well, you could put it with us in a GIC and then we'll give you an access to a line of credit in return. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So how big will the line of credit be? And they're like, they told me the amount. I'm like, that's the exact same amount of money I'm giving you. Right. <laughs> and they're like, yes. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You want me to give you that money to earn 1%, which is taxable to then for the privilege of you give me a line of credit of the equivalent amount of money where I will pay you 7%. Yeah. What sucker takes this deal and how can you even spit that out of your mouth as a, as a possible option? Well, you know, you establish a history with us and you show us you can pay your bills. I'm like, I'm done with you. Let's just close it. Just close every account. I'm so done with it. I could not believe that that was, they were actually trying to sell me on me systematically losing yeah. seven points a year, six points a year uh, for no good reason. So anyway, I'll leave my grievances in the past. So <laughs> let's, so yes, this is a real challenge. This is what we're trying to get at is this is a real challenge. And I will always say that, you know, especially in Canada, banks, unless it's a small business loan backed by BBC, which is backed by the government, they're not going to take a risk full stop. So but there are alternatives out there. I've used crowdsourced funding in the past for, for deals, but the great thing is, is what you've done is you've basically compiled a platform for this. There's a couple of angles to this. So first off, talk to me about who you provide your platform to or what distribution channels you provide your platform to. Yeah, of course. So I mentioned earlier that we're trying to give a tool to create value for small businesses primarily. We're also trying to really make them get the most value out of their data. So in, you know, really empowering them to use their data to find all of the products that are out there that can actually you know, create value for their business. Obviously, open banking is a great conduit for this. And in other jurisdictions we're in, in, in the European Union and UK and in Australia, we're, we're able to facilitate an easier exchange of, of financial data and, and customer accounting data in particular. Here in Canada, there is different facets of open banking going on. We, we lack a framework, obviously. Um, but I think that's important to point out as well, because our, our, our platform really has grown out of open banking in many respects. But in terms of what products we bring into our marketplace and, and, and who we partner with in order to do that, uh, in a Canadian context, I'll just deal with that first. Uh, you know, we, we have a mixture of Schedule 1 banks, but we also have a range of other uh, digital lenders, non-bank lenders, grant writing agencies, VCs, angel groups. And, you know, as I said from the outside, we're really trying to ensure we have a marketplace to fit all the financing needs that a small or medium-sized business owner would have. Um, so whether it's a line of credit, whether they're trying to purchase a piece of equipment for their business, whether they're trying to do a capital raise, we try to bring that all into the marketplace. Globally, we have over a thousand products on the marketplace. And obviously each one of those is is, is rooted in a partnership with, with a funder. So you basically, so you're trying to go to essentially more or less hubs of where business owners would be able to find them, right? And that makes sense because, you know, the first thing, as you said, people just kind of give up, right? The rejection needs to give up because there's, right. there's an education gap, right? We don't grow up. We all grow up learning what a mortgage is. We grow up learning what a credit card is. We don't grow up learning what vendor financing is. We don't grow up learning what, what, the, what receivables, yeah. receivables funding is. Like we don't learn about any of that. So it's not surprising that a small business owner hasn't seen this stuff. Exactly. And, and you know, we have e-commerce businesses that have been killing it for a year or two and all of a sudden they're running into supply chain issues. So their inventory mm -hmm. cycle is, is extended somewhat. So they have cash flow challenges. They're sourcing 
inventory or stock in other jurisdictions. So maybe they need PO financing, trade financing. These are all products that that e-commerce business owner has probably not encountered before setting up the business. So having a platform like Swoop, where they can very easily just plug in their accounting software, answer a few questions, and all of a sudden have visibility over these products. Hopefully, at the very least, saves them a huge amount of time and effort and, and opens their eyes to the range of products that are out there to help them overcome challenges that they're facing at, at that point in time. Yeah, and that's an interesting differentiator there too, because and it's, you know, from personal experience, the experience of dealing with these alternative lenders compared to the banks is like night and day. The banks, you know, it's right. like, oh, here's everything we need from you. And then they come back three weeks later. It's like, oh, we also need this laundry list of things from you. And they come back two weeks later, we also need this laundry list of stuff from you. So it's just like this yeah. never ending succession of documentation and, and whatever else it might be, uh, all to get to know in most cases versus, hey, we've put together this platform that will draw down the necessary information from your bank account, from your accounting software, from wherever else, so that we can validate it's all right and get you an answer in the shortest amount of time possible. I mean, literally, it took me three months to get to know with a major Canadian bank. It took me, <laughs> it took me 24 hours to get an offer tabled by, by an alternative lender. And you know, the bank, I think, at one point basically said, well, you know, okay, good luck to you. And I called them back 24 hours later, basically telling them what happened. They're just like, well, what, I don't know what you want me to say. And I just want you to acknowledge how effective this <laughs> I know, it's I know, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's such a big driver of growth in the alternative financing market here. Like if you look mm-hmm. at the growth that Shopify Capital uh, has or Merchant Growth or any of these lenders that are in the Canadian SME lending space, the growth they've had over the last number of years has been really, really high. And you have to look at the reasons why that is, because yes, they're prime plus a few more percent than the banks, but they're operating at a completely different speed. So if a business owner has an opportunity they need to capitalize on and move forward, then you know, there are these products available where they can actually you know, move ahead. Well, that's the other thing too, as I said, like given the, especially as a busy, busy business owner, given the, the delta in speed, and getting this stuff done, like I would pay the premium over top of that. Like I would, you know, is it a one to two point spread over top of it on a short term loan over the course of a year or two or whatever else it is? Any day of the yeah. week, it's better than me spending three months going back and forth playing ping pong, you know, to basically get more frustrated. So yeah, it just depends on the scenario. Like every every business owner is going to encounter different scenarios, and if they if you know if they are if it makes sense for them to pay a few more over prime, then in many cases that makes a lot of sense and it still creates value for yeah. them. So yeah, it's just having visibility over all of those options, I think is, is just a key issue for, for a lot of business owners. And as I said at the start, they're time poor people. They're trying to run their business. Okay. So we talked about the distribution. We talked a little bit about the experience from the end user. We'll come back to that in a minute, but I want to talk about the aggregation piece because like here's the platform for people to offer this type of lending. So where are you finding these lenders? How are you going around finding them? What's the pitch to them? How receptive are they? Business owners? Business owners. Well, no, the uh, the lenders. The lenders. Yeah. So we find them pretty engaging. Obviously, when you're dealing with the larger banks, and this is also true in, in, in our experience in the UK and in Australia, when we onboard them onto the platform and, and we have open integration with all the biggest nine banks in the UK, for example, it can be a slower process. You've got to that work through with the compliance teams, the legal teams. They've got to make sure that they're they're uh, happy to partner with you from a risk perspective. Uh, you know, these are large listed regulated businesses with compliance at the door. So th- that can be a slow process. That said, uh, they do view our platform as an important distribution channel for them to acquire new business banking clients. So that's kind of value proposition number one. I think value proposition number two is also the data and insights that, that we might be able to serve up to them that they may not ordinarily be able to access. So we've done white label projects with some of the biggest banks in the UK, like NatWest and their subsidiaries, World Bank of Scotland. And that's allowed them to serve their clients with 
other products that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to, like grants or equity. But it's also allowed them to view their clients and learn more about their clients in a different lens and, and gather more insights and data. So in terms of onboarding lenders specifically, hasn't been enormously challenging because obviously you're supporting them greatly with, with, with customer acquisition and, and loan origination. Um, but you're also, in, in some cases, depending on the nature of the partnership you have with them, providing them with something they don't already have and, and, and increasing the customer experience that they can offer to their, their business clients. So when we came to Canada, um, it wasn't an enormous challenge at all to, to, to build up our lender panel. And as I said, it can be a little bit slower when you're dealing with, 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 with banks and the larger banks. But with a lot of the non-bank lenders, we were able to kind of onboard them and engage them in a, in a, in a, in a pretty timely fashion before our launch. And that's still going on. We're, we're all the time adding new partners every single week. So, I mean, hey, most businesses are smart enough to recognize that somewhat another business looking to bring them business is a good thing. So not surprising there. Right. Yeah. So you have this two-sided marketplace. You've got, you know, distribution. Let's talk more so about now what the consumer experience is. So the business owner sure. basically frustrated with their net <laughs> <their> bank, <laughs> says what else is there, finds it through their distribution channel. What does their experience look like? So we get this infuriated business owner rock up on the platform or hopefully not, not, not so frustrated, but our customer user journey is quite short. You can register an account for free and it takes, I would say, three to four minutes all in. Um, you provide some basic business information so that we can understand the kind of key points about your business that we need to learn about your financing requirement. Um, the users can integrate their cloud accounting software. They can integrate their banking data. Um, if they're an e-commerce business and they're on Square or Shopify or Stripe, they can integrate uh, those data sources as well. And essentially, at the end of the user journey, we've collated enough information to match them with products from our marketplace. So if they've indicated that they have a working capital pressure or some cash flow pressures, then we'll find products that, that fit with, uh, with, to, to help them with that scenario. Likewise, if they're looking to refinance an asset or expand or purchase stock, again, in the back end of our, of our system, in our, in our database, we're essentially matching that user with products based on, one, the lending criteria. So if the bank tells us they only want to lend to businesses that are in these sectors, trading for this number of years, turning over this amount of revenue, then we'll only be dissecting our user base and, and, and matching to those products accordingly. So, so that's, that's in, in essence, what, what happens uh, when a user registers on Swoop. When they complete the user, user journey, um, they'll essentially have a dashboard and they'll be able to see their matches, whether it's on the loan side, whether it's on the grants, whether it's on the equity in some of our markets, we've built it out to include energies and utilities, savings, insurance savings opportunities, FX savings opportunities. So again, aside from just funding, we're also helping business owners to identify savings opportunities for their business and, and reduce some overheads based on data analysis as well. So we're looking at what they're spending on their bank statements on FX, for example, and we're proposing other products to help them make savings there. So I contrast that versus the traditional, okay, give me all this information and I'll get back to you on this one thing you've asked for. What you've done there, besides the fact that you greased the wheels on getting to yes as fast as possible, it's this entire more so advisory piece that you've built over top of it as, you know, hey, here's the stuff that would actually work for you. Tell me, and you know what? The reality is that's, that's a hugely important thing because again, we'll go back to the education around this in that the reality is, does the business owner necessarily know the types of funding available to them? Right. I mean, 
a lot of startup business owners that I've that I've known for years, like that early on, I was the one, you know, educating them on the fact that, oh no, you have receivables coming in 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 30, 60 days and they're sold online. Well, yeah, you can capitalize on that. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's those are those are all things that they have to learn about. So the fact that you're serving that up helps helps basically need that. Yeah, that exactly. And obviously those options are served up, those products are are served up to the user. They interact with them, they learn what the what's required to, to apply. And once we're through the application, satisfied that they have the documentation in place to submit an application, they can instruct us to do so and, and, and we'll package up the application to one or many lenders uh, on their behalf and ultimately save them the time of having to go through multiple application journeys. So that's that's kind of a key value add as well, because it's very time, some very time consuming, very cumbersome having to um, engage with multiple different lenders and I suppose we could kind of cut that out. So you're just doing just doing one. I will also commend you in that clearly this is not just about selling loans because you know you've been you can show some stewardship here on this website in that you have information up here about things like equity fund uh, financing, crowd rate, crowdfunding, COVID nineteen programs, grants available to people, you know certain tax credits. So clearly you're not just coming out here saying, hey, we're trying to we're trying to capitalize on lending. We're also trying to bring you every option you possibly can for getting the money that's unique. Yeah, that's a big part of our mission. I mean, when you hear conversations, like when I hear our, our sales team, for example, or our funding managers in Canada or in the UK or in Ireland, they're having conversations with the business owner. And while they might come to Swoop and say, hey, I need 100, 100K because I need to purchase stock ahead of the holiday season or whatever the case might be. Also, we're having a conversation, okay, you could be eligible for these grants as well. Have you considered these? What are you spending on FX? Are you dealing in another jurisdiction? What sort of products can help you there? Trying to basically enhance and bolster the financial well-being of them in the best way we can. So, you know, you mentioned COVID-19 programs. That's a big part of what we did during the second half of 2020 and, and into 2021. We were able to distribute a, a, a massive amount of COVID-19 related funding and government guaranteed debt in the UK and Ireland in particular to a huge amount of businesses. And as a result, it was a massive period of growth for our business because we were acquiring all of these new users who were trying to figure out what type of government funding programs they could avail of. But obviously, it it, it enabled us to really kind of serve our users the best way we could at that moment. Yeah. And again, it just, I think if anything, it shows very easily demonstrates that you're on the side of the business owner here. Right. And, you know, I'm not so sure that these things would be discussed. They definitely know that some of this stuff would just not be discussed at the business banking level that the average average business owner would actually get exposure to. So good on you. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's appreciated. So before we sign off, there's going to be three questions I ask everybody just to end on a positive note. The first one I have for you is if you had one wish for something to change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? I think I'm going to think in a Canadian context because that's what I'm living and breathing of here i think access to data publicly publicly available data on companies i think would just benefit oh so many different areas of of this industry when i compare it to say companies house in the uk where you're getting information on the business the directors the filings the the financials that availability and kind of proliferation of data just has so many benefits not just in transparency but also kind of designing new products and, and meeting the needs of businesses in a kind of effective and, and, and fast way. Um, that's something I think I would love to see here in Canada. And I'm sure I'm not alone there, but it, that's that's the first thing that really jumped to mind when you asked that question. Yeah, corporate beneficial ownership registry has been a been a real 
sticking point and an issue for a while. And from many standpoints, one, you know, dealing with our <laughs> money laundering issues in this country, dealing with the uh, the real, real estate crisis. And, but also, I mean, like at the most base fundamental level. Yeah. The fact that you look at there's, there's a lot of challenger banks or neo banks in the sector in Canada, but no one's offering business lending and no one's offering business lending because the compliance burden is just too great because unlike person, like individuals where you can ping various databases to confirm identity, that just doesn't exist for, for corporations. There's like this yeah. fra- fractured framework, right? So I know that that's something you guys and your the various companies you work with have had to address and it's a real challenge, but yeah, just having one database to ping to, to handle all that solves a lot of business growth elements, social issues, <laughs> you know, you yeah. there's a lot impacted by it. Yeah. And, and, and these databases exist. They're just siloed and they just perhaps need yeah. the, the investment to develop APIs and to help them, you know, exchange data and expose their data. Yep. That's definitely the challenge. So yeah, I've open access to data has definitely been one of the more popular uh, responses to that question. Second one, what's been the biggest challenge in getting swooped to where it is today? I hope this doesn't sound like too much of a cliche, but I think the the, the talent piece and, and 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 the people element is just in a continuum and an ongoing challenge as you're, as you're growing a company. And I'm sure everybody uh, can relate to it in some way, but hiring people that are smarter than you and 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 can do things that you can to think is the way to go, et cetera, which is a challenge, which takes a lot of time to, to invest in recruitment. Finding people that are completely bought in and you can see are bought into what you're trying to do. Um, and, and I think that's sometimes evident in the recruitment process. But if that's not there, I think it's you're set up for failure. So I think getting the right people in at the right time is always a challenge. Yeah, that is by far the most popular response to that question. And you know, it's it's not it's not a cliche. It's you know, we can call it a cliche because it's true, right? At the end of the day, it is people are always the biggest challenge, and the right people are always the big find the right people is always the biggest challenge. So no surprise. Last question for you is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on and keeps you getting up in the morning to keep on fighting the good night, the good fight, especially in especially in a highly regulated regulated skewed to the incumbents uh <laughs> yeah. Canada. I think the reaction, like we we launched Swoop in, in November and even in that short space of time, the reaction that we've got from the small business community, from brokers, from accountants, from people who are really involved with the business community, whether it's the chambers of commerce, uh, some of the kind of professional agencies, the small business federations, the, the reaction has been immense. And, and whilst there are some offerings out there that compare products, et cetera, something as integrated as what we're doing is does seem to be a little bit new. And I think there's big scope for impact. And I think that that's something that's energizing and exciting over the next number of years, particularly as I, I'm not going to try to even guess when it's going to happen, but an open banking framework should come into Canada. I know 2023 was, was kind of chucked about as a date, but Whenever that does come, I think there's so much opportunity for value for consumers and businesses. And I think we can be at the center of that. I think the first thing I did was open the document, read the deadline, laugh, close it up. <laughs> um, like, give me a break. Like, I, I, oh, what, a, what a comical political thing to do to make it look like you're actually taking it serious. I, I cannot even get into that. Yeah. Like 2020, we're going to go from zero to done in, in under 24 months. Like, not a chance. Just not a chance. Anyway, I could laugh about that all day and also cry about it, but it's a different story. <laughs> anyway, there. Very much appreciate the time to take in today. Uh, again, small business owners looking to basically get exposure, get, get into alternative lending because the normal system is not taking care of you. By all means, please take a look at Swoop Funding and any of the partners that they that bring them to you. Thank you for having me on, Jason. Much appreciated. My pleasure. So that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoyed that. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever it is get your podcasts. Till next time, take care. 
This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.